0: Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the clam bake! bake. I'm Angela Gallner and I'm Lindsay Stidham and we want to be better feminists we do We so much so it's right before Thanksgiving and we're recording a podcast yeah yeah. so each week oh. we interview different guests yes we do
1: about their experiences, <laughs> challenges, triumphs and follies with feminism yeah we do being a human is tough and being a feminist is complicated but our best resource is each other so let's get talking let's talk <laughs> uh, how's your clam? Um, my clam all right, so this has been a theme- recurring theme that we're doing a crowdfunding <laughs> campaign for binge, blah, blah, blah. But we, we launch in six days as of when we're recording this. So when this is up, it'll, it'll be- one day away be... from your launch. No, no, no. When it'll this is up, up it'll, it'll be- It'll going. be launched. We'll be launched. We'll be, so- It'll be launched uh, into space. Stop what you're doing mm-hmm. and, and give me your money. <laughs> I'm going crazy.
0: I'm losing my mind. Yeah, it's a lot Fully, of work. Fully, full it's insanity. A lot of work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How was your Clamlins?
0: It's good, although I'm also feeling overwhelmed by work. Like, I just wanted to finish more things before Thanksgiving came, because you and I are crazy. We cry. But I finished, like, um two of the five things. That's something. That ain't <laughs> nothing. Yeah. But it's, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. That's adorable. It's a good one. Anyway, time I'm to be thankful. I'm so <laughs> excited about our guest today. I'm thankful for our guest today.
1: I've wanted to have her on wow. since we've launched. <laughs> yeah. We have Stephanie Michelle. Hi.
0: Hi. It me. Welcome. It her.
1: <laughs> Stephanie, I met through Justin, yeah. who shot Binge and is a member of HLG. Um, and so we've known, I've like known
2: you for years, years. now. I dressed you. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For binge, you, you pick the outfit?
2: No. No. Just no. this other show. Just
0: for life? Also life. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Inspiration. <laughs> daily inspiration. <laughs> fashion-wise, which is very true. <laughs> I love it. Um, Stephanie Michelle has spent countless hours watching anime and reading comics. Her work is deeply rooted in anime and Asian pop culture and often refers to as the internet's waifu. What is that? Yeah,
2: what's a, a, a waifu. A waifu. Yes. Damn it, no, Angela. No, it's okay. It's okay. Waifu is um, the the way that um, Japanese people interpret how to say wife. Oh. Yeah, so it's waifu. That's how waifu. they would say it with their accent. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, it's, it's
0: cute. Yeah. It is yeah. cute. Yeah. Passion. Wait, you're the oh. internet's wife. Yeah. Damn girl. I married the whole internet. That all sounds like a big job. It really is. <laughs> Huge. I love that though. Very cool.
1: Her passion for all things geeky along with her curvaceous anime style body has led to a full-time career as a cosplayer and nude model with her own subscription-based site. She's been featured as a cover model on the first ever issue of Cosplay Culture Magazine and was also featured as a cosplay guest on the Philip DeFranco show. I love Phil
0: DeFranco. He's I one of my him. favorite
2: people on the internet. Oh my God. So I was a huge fan of him. And uh, then my friends, it all happened at Comic-Con, right? And my friends are like, oh yeah, we're going to go on um, on D's show. And I was like, Dee? Who's Dee? Who's D? Like, Ooh, who's Dee? And then they're like, you know, Phil. And I'm like... Cool. No. Nope. You know, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm still trying to be like the cool kid and the you know the group in this cosplay group, and then they're like, "Oh, well, it's Phil Dvorinco," and I like tried so hard to not completely lose my shit.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I didn't know we were going to be on that show until that day, like hours before, and he was the sweetest human I've ever met. That's I had no so it, Nice. To yeah. Hear. I That's had, awesome. I had no idea what to even think about, and also his crew and the way he spoke to his crew most importantly was so kind and like very thoughtful and you can tell that all the crew like really care about each other that's awesome so i'm like if that doesn't tell you like who phil is and like his his group family like i think that speaks pretty well for him as a character you know
0: i just love smart people on the internet and i feel like his (laughs) content is very smart yeah it's great i've been Mm -hmm. watching him like since he started anyway that's very cool credit (laughs) outside of cosplaying Stephanie takes pride in letting people know that girls
1: can be sexy and worth listening to by making people aware of body positivity and feminist issues by mixing these issues with her personal brand of humor
0: boom boom (laughs) the internet's wife no big deal no big deal the internet's wife is sitting here with us you guys it's pretty awesome (laughs) well we like to start off by
1: asking our guests
2: are you a feminist why or why not oh 100% yes and I'm, I would say, like, I'm a recent feminist. Oh, yeah. Cool. Talk about that. Yeah, because I, um, growing up, um, I grew up in Orange County. It's a very conservative place. I was very lucky to grow up in such a place that is so in the bubble. You know, like, I didn't ever experience gangs or anything. But the other part about it, it's very, like, conservative, you know. And we didn't really talk about these issues. I went to like two people in my high school were black everyone else you know like it it was not a place where we talked about those kinds of things and um and then I was randomly added I don't even know who did this but someone randomly added me to a feminist group on Facebook and I don't even know who did that I still don't know and I just never left and I just kept listening to these girls on Facebook this has just happened a couple years ago by the way um, talk about their their problems and I was interacting with women of totally different backgrounds, different cultures, different identities trans women all these types of women and um, I started to really see oh this is like stuff I should care about like yeah. I never thought about that before mm-hmm. you know and I started to to have these conversations outside with my, my friends at the time and I remember I was sitting at Disneyland with this now i don't even associate with them anymore and i remember like telling like oh man can you believe that like women are like yeah and just like going off on this rant because i i just read this stuff from this facebook group and all of their reactions were just like deadpan like you know that doesn't affect me so why do i care mm-hmm. how how does that impact my life or yeah the world is horrible so what you know and although those are, like, I understand those viewpoints and stuff, it really made me look at our friendship and realize, like, whoa, that's not who I really want to hang out with anymore. So now I'm really thankful to that because now I don't really hang out with them anymore, and I have a new friendship group that we all, like, talk about these issues, and I learn new things, and we call each other out when we're wrong, which is really important. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and so now I'm I'm totally, you know, I, I I'm all about it. I drink it. I drink that that great old feminist water.
0: Yeah. Mm, that sweet, delicious. sweet clam juice. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I'm in a feminist Facebook group that also changed my life a little bit. Yeah. So cool. It's a nice Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy,
2: you know. I, I never would have imagined Facebook is my f- least favorite social media
0: Me too, thing. yeah. I
2: only go on there literally to see what's going on in the groups yeah. or whatever, but I never, like, post on my own wall. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just totally changed how I view things, and it's been so helpful for me to get out of my own little bubble and see what else is going on because literally so many, like, what, like half the world or something has Facebook or something crazy statistic? Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, so it's
0: great. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I love it. So, you create
1: sexy, body positive online content and you've like made an empire for it. I mean, you, you had, this is your career now. Yeah, it's crazy. Can you give us like a brief history sure. of how Stephanie Michelle came to be?
2: Um, yeah, so I started off like, okay, going back into time, let's take the DeLorean. Great. So, I'm fresh out of college. Guess what? There's no jobs. You guys know yeah, how yeah. Yeah, there's like no, jobs, no jobs, literally no jobs. And I was an art major at the time, and I was trying to figure out what to do, and it was really stressful, because of course, you know, also I wanted to be, at the time, an art major, like 2D animation. That was, that's great career choice. All, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I was struggling to kind of wrestle with the fact that I chose a major that's dying, and I probably won't get any type of job, and that was already frustrating enough. And then on top of it, realizing that like, oh, art school's kind of like the biggest ripoff in the world because they don't really tell you how to develop your own style. They just tell you to draw like an apple over and over again. And then like somehow you have a degree and job. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. Um, So one day in my figure drawing class, one of our models got sick, like she was in the flu and she couldn't come to school and um, posed for us. And our teacher was kind of freaking out, and uh, so someone's like, "Okay, well, you just need someone." And I was like, "I'll just do it. It seems cool." And so I was totally clothed at the time, but they just drew my portrait, or I would do like little, like you know, weird poses and stuff. And afterwards, my teacher was like, "You're really good at staying
0: still. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, my skills of finally <laughs> all the time of watching TV ah. silently on this couch, yes, paid off." So um, and like. Nude figure models
0: get paid pretty decent.
2: Girl That was my next question. (laughs) And when I found out that they got paid, you know it varied from school to school, but basically at the time, I think it's now a little bit more. At the time it was twenty to twenty-five an hour. Yeah. Classes are, you know, sometimes four hours to six hours, maybe even eight hours, depending on if it's a long figure study pose.
0: Feels like that's more money than a TA, yo. Yes. And I was like I was
2: like, um, I'm going to say yes to that. <laughs> so, I started off like just doing um costumed and then I did bikini and then a lot of my teachers in a very like not creepy way were like, "Yo, if you did nude modeling, we would book you all the time." Just something to think about, like don't get, you know, don't feel pressured or anything, but just think about it. So, finally one day I was like, "You know what? I'll just try it. What is there to lose?" And as soon as I took off my robe, and I was freaking out. Like, my heart was pounding. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be naked. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, like, 20 kids. I mean, not kids. They're in yeah. college, you know. But it was it was scary. Like, how are they going to react to my naked body? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I took off my, my, my robe and I just was there, I was expecting, like, gasps and, like, oh, my God. You know, like, this just really, like, over-the-top crazy a reaction. naked w- Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? as if they've never seen naked and Also, as if I've never been an art student before. Like, so, you know, like, yeah. all logic went out the window, right? <laughs> um, so as soon as I did that, I saw all of their faces be totally, like, mm. Like, yeah. the most meh faces ever. <laughs> like, whatever. And they just start doodling. And I was like, oh, right. This is, like, totally not a big deal.
0: Like, the human body is really normal. Yeah. Cool.
2: Thanks for reaffirming that. So
0: and I did, like the hardest thing to draw though, too.
2: <laughs> totally the yeah.
0: most difficult. It's so thing. difficult,
2: <laughs> yeah. So I did that. I did nude modeling for for colleges and private um off, like uh, private professional artists, and um all over California for about ten years. Cool. And it was great, great money. Um, it was also really awesome because I never, you know, like I, I some days. I, there were sometimes I was a little bit bigger than I wanted to be or sometimes I was like really working out and felt really good about my body whatever any type of way I was someone would always go up and be like hey you're a really great model thanks for the poses today you look great like in a very respectful way that always made me feel like wow I, I am really teaching someone I called myself the living textbook for a while because it's like <laughs> yeah you know like you're teaching someone and they're really thankful to learn and that felt really good
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so I felt like I was like that was really fulfilling and unfortunately my my knees and the cartilage in my knees started to like compress Ooh. yeah because I, I mean you're standing for 25 minutes at a time yeah and sometimes I would do crazy poses where I'm doing like one one leg standing you know or <sighs> like crazy crazy stuff like not just standing there you can't just stand there stagnant you know you have to have like a curve or mm-hmm. something. And after a while, like, my knees started to, like, swell up and get really, yeah. Yikes. And I was, like, oh, man, I can't really, like, do, f- physically, I was, like, in my late 20s, and I was, like, I physically, like, can't really even, this is not probably not a good thing for me. So I had to kind of, like, wean myself out of that, you know? And so my next thing was, like, hey, what, what, what am I doing now with my life? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I've been out of school for so long, and I've just been nude modeling, and... Feeling really good about my body, oh my god, hysteria, right? So the next part was I started a YouTube channel because I felt like I had a lot to say. I didn't really. (laughs) 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 I basically, like, talked about, I mean, nothing, you know, lighthearted stuff, like makeup tutorials, which is, like, hey, that's awesome, you know, I'm not trying to downgrade anyone on that, but You know, um, and it eventually, like, turned into sometimes where I talk about more serious issues and stuff, and it was really a great outlet for me. But thanks to the adpocalypse and a bunch of other, like, ad revenue things that took away things from uh, YouTubers, I had to figure out, okay, that's not really making me money how it used to. There's got to be something else. And then I discovered Patreon, And I just decided to join and it was really successful and I just did bikinis and, you know, or like hands over my stuff because I was really scared of doing nude photography online because I'm like, those pictures are forever,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
2: and that's scary to me. Even though I've already done nude modeling before and I just was really scared because you know, you hear it all the time as a woman. Like, if those nudes get out, they're on the they're on their internet forever. Right, yeah. And it's right. like this really scary thing. Oh, no one will ever hire you if you have nudes online. And yeah. no one will take you seriously. And that, If you have a female body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you show it off. Like, whoa, there you, you can't do nothing. So that was really always in the back of my mind. Even though I was completely comfortable with it, I was so terrified of like, oh, once I decide to stop doing nude modeling, I'll never get another job. And like my life is over right. the end yeah. so I'm just gonna explode you know yeah um but then I was like you know what it was actually during the summer and I don't know you guys remember we had the worst summer of our lives here this last summer in LA it was so hot so hot it was gross and I was like I just want to be nude yeah. <laughs> I'm just done mm-hmm. I'm like I'm so done with this and Justin you know who's my husband um he was like, cool, like I think that would be great. And so we tried it out for a month and to see how I felt about it, saw the interest, and everyone's been completely on board, really respectful, nothing – as far as I know, there hasn't really been too many drawbacks, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been great. Does he shoot
0: a lot of your photos?
2: Yeah, so Justin is my partner in Patreon, which is my full-time job now, and he shoots all of my photos and he does my – we do Snapchat twice a day. He helps me shoot that. Um, he edits my photos, he edits my videos, and it's, um, it's you know, become a full-time job for both of us, but because of the interest and how much revenue we are able to create from it, it's, you know, we, like, this is what we got, you know, we gotta both work on it really hard, which is cool, but, like, literally, from the moment we wake up, we're working, you know? Yeah. So yeah. So it's non-stop. Non-stop,
0: yeah. Do yeah. you think it enhances your relationship overall? Or is it sometimes like, oh, man, we got to take more naked pictures? (laughs) I mean, Justin definitely has a great, fun
2: time doing it. You know, he's like, oh, I get to look at my wife naked all day. Like, this is incredible. And he definitely feels very attracted to me, obviously, during those times where I'm just like, he's like, isn't it exciting that, like, oh, you're, like, sexy for a living? And I'm like, not really. (laughs) Cause guess what? Like I'm not like turned on by my my own body. I'm just like, oh, it's my body, cool. Let's go eat now, like yeah. you know. But Justin's like obviously he's like, oh my god, so he's really into it and he loves being a part of it, which is great. I'm so ex- excited. He's enthusiastic about it, and it's also great because I feel so comfortable with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the number one thing. I couldn't. I could not imagine. I haven't even shot with another photographer when I, since I've done nude because I can't. Like, it's just a, such a, a really intimate bond you have with someone. And I, I also yeah. want to make sure, like, oh, hey, like, I really hope you don't release, like, really bad angles of my body online. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you have to have that trust with someone. And um, and working with Justin has been really wonderful because, you know, he knows like, what I like, how, how I like to be perceived, my, my angles and all that good stuff. So it's just so easy, you know, to work yeah. with him. But, of course, sometimes it's like we get tired you know, and yeah. like we get cranky and then it's like, oh, when we stop doing Snapchat, you're still my husband and I'm still kind of mad at you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it can't just be like, OK, we're done working. Goodbye. You right. know, like no, right. we have to like talk about it and like uh, so that's that's also annoying, you know, because right. like if we get in a work spat, it's like, oh, I'm in this I'm in this little cube with you all forever <laughs> we have
0: to figure it out yeah but yeah but could I ask another logistical question yes, about work of course. so when you snapchat is that yeah. like with one-on-one with a guy no no no. so what I do is
2: I um I have different tiers on patreon and I have the five dollar tier which is a non-nude patreon mm-hmm. t- and it's my most popular one and I just I go down to where I have my hands over my boobs but like I don't show nipple I don't show anything else I just am like ooh.
0: look at at my skin tantalizing yes Mm -hmm. yes
2: um so i do that and then um i have a 42 dollar tier that is that's the nude one and basically what justin does is he shoots videos and photos of me either getting undressed or um you know teasing the camera and or just like dancing sexily which is sometimes really hard because all I want to do is like dance like a, a jerk or like a, a dummy, <laughs> <You know? laughs> mm-hmm. um, which sometimes I do. And he'll upload that to my story, and okay. then everyone who's on that tier can view my story. Oh god, yeah. I got it. Okay, right. Right.
0: Yeah. I don't. I'm I'm don't have Girl, Snapchat. Don't worry. Yeah, I Snapchat get you. is confusing to me. Oh. Too many filters. It's so many. things.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we should also make it clear that like you're not. It's not just. Not that it would even if you were just. Stephanie nude, that would be lovely to behold. But you're also playing cosplay characters a lot.
2: Yes, Like there's a
1: big artistic element to your work and a lot of humor to your work.
2: Yes, yeah. So uh, the other part about Patreon is that it doesn't just get you, you know, like you get to see me nude every day or whatever. Also that money goes towards me making costumes and me funding passion projects and me uploading – photos whether they be you know like a set of something that i'm really passionate about so like for example i recently did um one of my most famous cosplays ever is a joke cosplay where i did sexy stanley and stanley <laughs> the creator of so many marvel films i wanted to we'll, we'll have to post that yes yeah. oh my god you yeah. have to it's a visual thing that's so fun um, my yeah. friend
0: is fake stanley do you know him what? His name is Kevin and he goes to like all the cons and dresses as fake Stanley. But he he we is he's a skinny white guy. We need to take so a photo he looks, together. He looks like him when he does the whole thing. Yeah. I'll introduce you guys. But I'm anyway, that's that's yeah. a Patreon set right there. Yeah, totally, <laughs>
2: totally. But um, <laughs> yeah, I also I also use um, Patreon to upload like how I make armor, um, how I do certain really complex makeup looks for different characters, how I make. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna be shooting Tank Girl oh, soon. Cool. And I made like this huge like helmet with all her little doodads nice. and like a step by step tutorial of that. So it's also like a creative endeavor as well. And um, hugely, cre- I mean, yeah. I feel I like wanna really, I mean,
1: We'll we'll have links so people can see, but yeah. like you are a makeup artist, you're a costume designer, you have to be you're everything. a performance artist. Like everything, yeah. Your the work you do is really intricate Thank and you, detailed friend. and beautiful and <laughs> Thank sexy. You it's, so much. it's
2: really cool. I really appreciate that. Sometimes it's it's hard to remember like Oh wow! Like when you're a cosplayer, you're also a makeup artist. You're a wig stylist. You're a costume designer. You're um, you're a cobbler. You make shoes. You um, you know you do you have you can't just do one thing. You have. And a model too. You're also a model. You're a personality because you have to greet your fans. It's it's the most complex, multi-tiered.
0: Yeah, embodying the character.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, You can't just show up. At least in my mind, when I am stepping out in costume as a character, I think how would they move? How would they pose? How would they? What are phrases they would say? What are um, looks they would give? I can't just go out and just do the same face in every costume because that's not appropriate, you know? Mm-hmm. Some of them are are more fun or silly or, or serious or evil, you know, like whatever it is. And you need to really, it's, it's just a really complex job that really requires so much attention to detail. And I think people don't get that about cosplay, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, you can tell the difference between like your cosplay and mm-hmm. like someone who bought it at... Right. You know, like, it's, like, really personalized. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Because you, I'm assuming, like, go and make appearances yes. at cons. Yes, and- uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah, cons will book me as a booth, and so people will come see me, and, you know, I'll do meet and greets and stuff like that, and um, it's really lovely, and I love... I have a lot of male fans, obviously, but I'm really always overly, like, shocked and humbled when women come up to me and say, you've impacted my life, you've made me feel comfortable with my body. Um, I, I went to Stanley's Comic Con uh, in October, and there was this girl, she's so lovely, I've met her a couple of times, She's she always brings me homemade cookies, Aww. like, she needs to stop, she's wonderful, That's like, so the sweet. sweetest. <laughs> um, she came up to me this time, and she was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I still love you and I'm like, "Oh, you're the best, right?" And then she just started crying. Aww. And she's just like, "But you don't understand like how much you've improved in my life and like." And I was like Ooh. and I'm trying to keep it light, but also like tears are coming, you know? So I'm like, "I can't." So, um it was it was moments like that where I'm like, "Holy crap, like I'm sometimes it's hard to remember that there's all these women out here who are like really looking at you and idolizing you, especially when you feel like Mm-hmm. We all have down days. We all think, like, oh, what am I even doing? And then moments like that are, like, holy crap. Whoever thought that putting on a costume would, like, change someone's life so powerfully, like, for yeah. the good. Yeah. It's great.
0: I love that. hmm Have you or would you ever cosplay as Tommy Wiseau? Um, I already have it in
2: the works. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he's, he's, um, he's <laughs> oh one of... God. He's one of my future. I'm also doing Dwight from the Office, a sexy Dwight. Yeah. Yes. Oh my yes. yes. I I'm love doing it. I'm doing a series of sexy men who are not sexy series. I love it. I
0: love so it. So funny. Yeah.
2: Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like <laughs> it's like, why not have fun with it? You know, and, and especially cosplay can get so serious. Um, which is great. Like I love when people take themselves seriously and do these really intricate armor and like making these huge, crazy, like big swords and unbelievably, like, complicated, mechanical, whatever, light-up stuff, that's amazing, and I, I would love to do something like that, but also, I want to make people laugh and have fun, and, like, you mm-hmm. know, so that's, that's kind of the series I'm working on. I'm doing Tommy was out for December because, as you know, The Disaster Artist mm-hmm. yeah comes out in December. So and, exciting. Oh, my God. We got the, you know, I, I, I Yeah. Yeah. You got to bank on that, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, could you please uh, explain to our audience the yes. jacket that you're wearing? Mm-hmm.
2: I would love to. Yeah. I
0: mean, and, and, like, I guess we should just give um, context <laughs> just in case you don't know about The Room. Oh, Tommy Wiseau is the, the director and star of The Room. And Genius. And you must watch it before you see uh, yes. James Franco as Tommy Wiseau in The Disaster Artist because it's a classic.
2: Um, so, I love The Room. Let me just tell you, I love me the too. room deeply. So much so that on my bachelorette weekend, I made all my bachelorette people watch the room. Oh, as I love that, it. Like, that's what I did for my bachelorette. Like, that's <laughs> it. And I was like, you guys don't know. None of them had seen that movie. And they're like, why do you want to watch a movie for your bachelorette party? What? And I was like, excuse you right now. You yes. do not understand. It's going to change your life. And of course, it changed their lives. Anyway, did flush. you give
0: them um, forks and spoons to throw? at No, them?
2: I listen. I wanted to really ease them into it. Yeah, you know, I was like, well, "This is your first viewing, and you need to just like silently watch it." And then the second t- second time, we can do like the spoons and spoons
0: and spoons, yeah. all the, s- <laughs> the footballs
2: and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we did that, and then um, at Stanley's Comic Con again, going back to that time, Tommy had a booth. Oh, Guys, he had a booth there. Amazing. Um, I found out about it like a random fan came up to me and was like oh I know you like the room like Tommy's here and I was like do not joke with me sir.
0: That is not (laughs) like
2: do not do not say this to me right now. Um, And they're like no really and so literally almost all of my friends were at Stanley's Comic Con and we were like well we have to go. I shut down my booth okay. I put a sign saying um, I have to go meet Tommy Wiseau be back in 10 minutes and we went there and he's selling all this merch including this jacket that I'm wearing and On the front, it's embroidered with Love is Blind in a, I would say, like a, how would you describe this? Like a varsity style? Yeah, totally. Yeah, a varsity style Love is Blind patch. (laughs) And on the back, it's screen printed. um, Tommy's, like, angry, like, Lisa face. You're tearing me apart! (laughs) And that's what it says on the back. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Also, let me tell you, this jacket was $15. What?!
0: Tommy is like just doing it for the people. He's doing it for the people. This
2: jacket is really quality. I yeah. can't stress this enough. It's um, it's, it's a black. Quite beautiful.
1: It's quite Dude. beautiful. It's a when black... you read the disaster artist, you'll find yes. out about all of his fashion
0: history. Oh, I know yeah. about this. I know about the pants. Yeah, pants. Wait, explain the pants to me because he wears multiple pants with many chains. He also chains. sold
1: pants. He sold pants like
2: jeans. I
0: think. Yeah, he sold a lot leather of leather jackets and jackets. Yeah, it was called like Street
1: Fashions USA. Yeah. Something wow. like that. That's crazy. It's so exciting. Um, Shout anyway, out to Trisha if she's still. Trisha uh, is a friend of mine, and her husband co-wrote The Disaster Artist with Greg. Oh, bless you, sir. Greg, and she listens to our podcast. We'll Hi, have Trisha. to send her she, this episode she, directly. We will. We will. <laughs> yes. She gave me a signed copy of The
2: Disaster Artist oh, that is beautiful. now my favorite book.
0: Yeah. Dude, that's it's so good. so cool.
2: So I'm wearing this lovely bom- bomber today. Um, I love the room so much That actually a fan Sent me She made some Homemade buttons And oh, she awesome. made Tommy Wiseau's face oh, Like in every single button
0: So like, cool i thank you
2: Bless you so much Whoever that lovely human was So, so cool. amazing So oh, anyway I,
0: God,
2: love, I love I love Yeah I love the room
0: Okay I just can't wait Until you cosplay As, as oh, yeah. Tommy I, You pronounce his last name Very like specific Is that exactly how to say it? Was, no so, I, so? Actually, I don't
2: so? I don't actually know I don't
0: either Who knows I don't think It's
2: not a real last
1: name
0: Yeah <laughs> I'm going to say. Tommy's,
1: Tommy's not a real person. He's no. just
0: a mythical, <laughs> magical creature. No. I've gone to, like, when he does the screenings, he used to do them at um, what yes. is now the Sunset Sin- Cinema yes. I, or, or Sundance. I don't know what it is now, but I used to go when he used I went, to do I them went there. to one of them, too. Yeah. That's how I met him. Totally, because he would run. He to would to run. Theaters. Yes. All night long. It's a magical moment. So great. Shall I think we, call we should call, call James right Franco right together. So Let's James Franco it. has a number, or maybe it's Tommy. Who knows Is going to answer. Promoting the disaster artist. He has a billboard up. We'll see if they answer. This is so on brand. We're calling. Hold on. i got to turn up the volume.
1: Oh, okay. I also want another beer. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Hi, Rucha hotline for The Room. For scheduling of The Room, please go to www.theroommovie.com for merchandising go to tommywasa.com t o m m y w i s e a u or www.theroommovie.com yes thank you for your support enjoy the room and we see you at the screening of the room and keep in mind with a special screening of the room yeah go to www.theroommovie.com and if you like to screen this is james franco yes I don't know. It, what, he, apparently, James um, was answering at one point. The room dot com. Thank you very much. Support. Enjoy the room. No, don't leave. Oh. Oh. There's no space for recording. Oh.
2: oh. Damn, Damn it. God you could have it. left him.
0: To call another oh. extension, press 2. Bummer. I oh. texted that number right around Halloween when apparently he was actually answering it. And I texted it at midnight. Instead of playing Tinder, and I was like, I was like, hey, you up? And he te- and he texted right back. He said, call me. And I got, I got too scared. I didn't do it. I'm gonna text the line. I was too scared. scared. Text him.
2: <laughs> text Tommy.
0: But anyway, as you can tell, we all in this room, we all want to cosplay Tommy. Yes. Tommy. We love you, Tommy. Yeah. I'm getting more beers. You, you ask yeah. the next question. This oh, is our beard. episode. not allowing me to text it. Oh, man. They must have just They must have just changed it the yeah. Lisa.
1: Oh, you're tearing me apart.
2: Yeah. When uh, we met Tommy, one of our friends was still buying merch when we were ready to take a photo with him. By the way, I all oh, my friends looked beautiful and I was dressed as sexy Stan Lee. So there I am in a mustache and aviator glasses. Looking
1: the best. No,
2: oh God, it's a horrible photo. It's so good. <laughs> um, it's just ridiculous. And I'm like trying to tell him like how I'm a big fan and he's just looking at this girl like with a very low cut shirt in a gray wig with a gray mustache. Poor Tommy. He's I, I so think I traumatized him. He's so into it. <laughs> yeah. Um...
1: Let's talk boobs. Can oh, we talk please. boobs? One of my favorite subjects. Yes, boobs. So you've been really open and you did an entire YouTube video about your breast augmentation. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So I How was, was that?
2: <laughs> so I'm... Um, Both augmentation and going public. Yeah. So, like, I think a lot of people, because you don't obviously talk about everything you do online, people were like, whoa, Stephanie, like, all of a sudden became sexy. What what happened? Oh, my God.
0: I'm, Whoa. Well, First of all, that statement, I don't like it. Right. I also, yeah. <laughs> I also
2: don't like it. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um. So I wanted a boob job since I was in high school because I one of my favorite, my least favorite features about my body that became my most favorite was my thighs and my butt and my hips. I... Again, growing up in Orange County, where everyone is this, like, really thin, tall, blonde, surfer-type, beautiful girl, I had – I was short, and I had big hips, and it was really – I never felt like, ooh, it was hard for me to find jeans to wear, you know? Mm-hmm. It was – as as a high school kid, that was really scary to not – to realize that, you like, not a lot of clothes fit you how it fits other people, and it was really embarrassing – Um, I have stretch marks on my thighs because, you know, they just are so massive. And over time, I realized, like, that's what makes me special and that's beautiful and it's very womanly and gorgeous. And now I love it. You know, it's my favorite part of my body. And I just wanted the top part of me, which was completely flat, to match that. Like, I wanted more curves. I wanted to feel like, you know, like everything, quote, made sense in my mind, right? Like, that's just how I envisioned my body was – like and also again, growing up in Orange County, we all have our own. Like every family basically has their own plastic surgeon. So never, it never was like a scary thing. Like oh, plastic surgery. It was just like, oh yeah. Like you know, Trisha got her boobs done for her graduation. And I'm not saying that that I agree with that. You know, for a high school graduation gift, but it happened. <laughs> a friend of mine
1: got that for yeah, a high school graduation. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> a little bit weird. Same
2: where I went to high school. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit yeah. weird that your parents are like, down, like I'm like. Mm, That's kind of weird, but, you know, whatever. Um, Live your life. But, yeah, so I waited a really long time because I thought, okay, if I'm going to get surgery, I want to make sure this is something I want to do with myself. And so I'm just going to take my time and really think about it. So I waited until I was, like, what, like 28 or something. Um, You thought about it for a full decade. Yes, I did. I I truly did because I I really wanted to make sure that Mm -hmm. this wasn't just, like, a phase. I wasn't going to grow out of it. Um, and it wasn't about loving my my body. Like, I already – I obviously loved my body enough to just keep it how it was. I think a lot of people think, like, when you get plastic surgery, you don't love yourself. And it's, like, a, it's you should just love however you were made and not really question it, which is totally fine and valid if that's the way you feel. But for me, it was, like, yeah, I actually really do love my body. And – but I also – love this and I want this Mm -hmm. I want it please Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and I just feel like you know if that's gonna make you happier in this life and it doesn't and you're doing it in a responsible way and you do a lot of research and you take the time to learn about the pros and cons of everything you do and, and at the end of the day if you wake up and you feel happy about yourself then it's worth it I would much rather us all be happy when we wake up than feel tortured about this or that or you know and and, and, and my hips are never going to go away, and instead of trying to do, like, fat blasters or, like, liposuction and, like, try to make my body into something that it wasn't meant to be, I would rather sculpt it into something that's, like, more suited for what's going on my lower half, if that makes any sense, you know? Totally. So um, after a lot of research and time and, and support by Justin, again, my husband, um, we did a lot of research together, and then we did it, and... It was it was a really hard recovery for me, so I'm not gonna go on record. What is and, it? What is it oh like? Can you tell us? Yeah. So obviously everyone's is different, but I think a lot of people come to me being like, "Oh my God, how many CCs did you get? Like, how was your recovery time? I want I want to get it." And I always tell people like, "My recovery time was was hell, and I don't wish it on anyone. If I'm not saying don't get breast implants, but I am saying prepare for the worst. A lot of doctors will tell you." Um, Oh yeah, you'll be up back on your feet in a, in a week in a week or two or something like that. Um, I was out for almost a full month, and wow. thank thank God Justin works from home most of the time because he had he had only planned to not work for, not go out to jobs, work from home for two weeks, but he also was able to come home afterwards or work weird hours or whatever because i i couldn't get up to go to the bathroom by myself i couldn't like raise my hands over my head holy shit i was i cried because i was like i made the worst mistake of my life oh my god
1: that must have been terrifying it was
2: terrifying because i and also just like being it was during the summertime too so i'd see all my friends like being cute and hanging out So do they
1: where do they cut
2: it really depends on what you want because you, there's a couple incision places. You can go through the armpit. Uh-huh. You can go through the nipple. Or you can go underneath the uh, the crease, the breast line. Yeah. I went under the crease because um, that's the easiest way to... First of all, if you go through the nipple, um, you have a higher... Chance of getting like your sensor, your sensation. Yeah, that seems yeah and also like I don't want to mess with that. Not that I, I'm not sure if I want kids, but also like I just don't want to mess with anything that's going around that area, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, impla- the implant, the implant's size that I chose wasn't was too big to go through my armpit, and they also said that is the worst, like hardest to heal. Oof. Yeah. Because it's so sensitive there, and thank God I didn't after my recovery, because I think it would have been even worse. Yeah. So I just went underneath the um, the crease line, and um, I chose underneath the muscle again because uh, I actually have a, f- a family history of breast cancer, and the safest way to do uh, mammograms is to have your implants underneath your muscle, so the the mammogram machine can see ah. all the your natural tissue tissue. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be safe, and I always throw that tip out there because. that's something we all need to be aware of as women and Mm -hmm. yes model you know medicine has come a long way but I just really wanted especially with my family history I wanted to make sure that this was the most yeah health conscious thing that I could do um yeah so anyway um because I I basically told my doctor I want my implants to match the relative size of my butt Mm -hmm. whatever that is make my butt here. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah. but my here. butt here. Do the yes. curves. Do, do yeah. the thing, please. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so that – because I have a larger butt than – than most, it was a little bit larger than most people get. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. It's weird for me to say the CC number because people go like, "Well, that's a crazy number." You don't have number. to say it, and I try not to tell people. I don't even know what that means. Honestly. I don't know. Oh, CC, <laughs> <actually>. CC <laughs> is, is how much um, volume of silicone or saline they use. So that is uh, like if you become like a B
0: to a C or a, same no, they are no No, no, no. So
2: it doesn't go by um, my uh, cup size because mm-hmm. cup size is fucking crazy. Okay, can we like talk about how like bra sizes are absolute shit and yeah don't, they, they don't, don't make, make any sense really oh my god
0: that's the just other like thing clothing sizes yes because like you can shit. try a, a certain size on one store and a certain size on another she, store and yeah. it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense yeah. it just makes you feel like crap totally. you know
2: you go into one store you're small and the next store you're extra large and you're just Stupid. like what is happening yeah um anyway i also learned a lot more about breast uh like breast uh Bra sizes because of this whole thing, and I realized, like, oh my god, the whole industry is so crazy.
0: I, Have you? Um, this is maybe a crazy question, but yeah. interesting to me. Sure. Exactly what you're saying is like, I don't. I've never been measured to like oh get a god. proper bra, which right. is sad. Like, I feel sure. like we all get that experience. Like, did you like then when it was all done and all finished, be yeah. like, I want to go mm-hmm. get measured and know how yes. my body works and yeah. what to wear for it? Yeah. So yeah. I, I
2: went to, um, I believe it was Nordstrom's, and I got measured professionally, and it was the first time. I mean, I used to get – I got, like, measured once at Victoria's Secret before my implants. And they told me, like, oh, um, you're, like, a, you're like a D. And I'm, like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm definitely not a D, girl. Maybe a D for, like, you want everyone to feel good about themselves, Victoria's Secret sizes. But your homie is not a D. And that's when I started to realize, like, oh, sizing is, like – You know, they size up their Victoria's Secrets, smaller to make you feel, like they- – Yes, what? it's all a marketing yeah. scam. I'm calling no you out. No wonder
0: when I buy bras in yes. other places, they don't fit. Yeah. I'm calling you out Victoria's Secret. Everybody I'm plays pissed. this messed yes. up size game like Old mm-hmm. Navy and Gap, for example, they size up because they're dressing America, like yeah. Old Navy and Gap. So, like, yes. you, I, I can wear, Old wear, like, a, a very
1: small size in Gap that I am not. Right, yes. exactly. Yeah. So,
0: everybody, every mm-hmm. retailer is playing this game, this mindfuck game with women. Yes. Thank yeah. you, retailers. It's, it's insane. <laughs> so, when you go into Victoria's Secret, they programmed their whole business to make you feel good about
2: your boob size, no matter what it is. So, if you're, like, an A cup or, like, a negative A, you're probably, like, a B and you feel pretty good about yourself. But it's all fake. Jesus. And it, and also it's like – It's nothing sacred. Seriously. And it's also – it's pushing the narrative and seriously, I, I'm one to talk, but like they're pushing the narrative that bigger boobs are better and you should feel – like that's how you get confidence. Right? right. And that's the other thing is like my boobs did not give me confidence. I still struggle that with every day. I, I also try to tell people like implants, you still got to work on yourself every day. I like how my body looks and I think it makes sense to me visually, but there's still parts about – you know, like we're women, you know, we're, we're, yeah. like we're d- conditioned, unfortunately, to like pick apart every single part of our body. And so I still have bad days. Like plastic surgery doesn't fix that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I did. Sorry, going back. Uh, I did get professionally measured. got all that done. Um, I My other thing is that I never will tell someone to get like go into plastic surgeon office and say, oh, I would like a C cup, please. Right. No, 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 no. Cause your it, that depends your your bra size depends on how tall you are, how much you weigh, uh what your 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 size of your, your rib cage. Your rib cage mm-hmm. is. That's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. If you just say like you're I'm a C, what does that mean? Right. It doesn't mean anything. I don't know. I don't know. So I always tell Instead of saying you want, like, a blank cup, I say, go in and say, I want something that makes sense for my body type. Yeah. Compliment me. Flatter my figure, whatever that is, and just go with it. And don't be concerned with the the scary CC number. Because they start off at, like, a CC 100, you know? So then you're thinking about, like, oh, my God, 500 is a lot. That's a lot of things. Yeah. And that, that can get scary to girls. So yeah. I always try to tell them, like, don't get don't worry about those numbers. It's we're always worried about numbers, inches, yeah. whatever it is, how tall we are, our shoe size, yeah. all these numbers that don't fucking mean anything. Yeah. So yeah, so I try to tell people like, yeah. Anyway, that's my little my soapbox about breast breast sizes. Did you get
1: any like negative feedback from people after doing this? Yes. Can you talk about that a little of bit? Of
2: course, yeah. So that was one thing I noticed, like, it was – I think – this is a really weird thing, but getting my, my boobs done made me a better feminist because I understand – I understood a different side of what women go through that I never would have ever done in my life. Like, I – after I got my boobs done, I got, you know, way more creepy messages, huh. way more, you know, street harassment um, that I never really got before in my life, and um, – women telling me that I'm a slut. I never got that before. Even though I did nude modeling for years, I never was called that. Um, and I also would post, like, drawings of me nude, censored, but I'd do that on, on Instagram. No one would ever call me that. And then i do the same pose, but now with bigger boobs and suddenly I'm a slut, whore, thought, like whatever you want to call wow. me. That's fascinating. Yeah. And that was something mentally for me, it didn't make me sad. It was more of like, whoa, I, I got like a whole different side of someone who was naturally born curvy, their perspective of life, their their slice of their daily life and coming from someone who was so flat chested to something that is like, this is me now and I can't, I can't hide under a baggy shirt, mm-hmm. you know? That was so fascinating to me to see comments of um, a lot of girls hating me on that or like a lot of guys saying like, you know, like trying to make jokes about my body or um, never it never made me cry because I'm just a really tough skin type of person where I'm just like, I know that's not me and I'm able to disassociate myself. I'm sure you guys are the same. We grew up on the internet. Um, it's just trolls are everywhere and it's something that you just kind of have to, yeah, you know that what they're doing with their lives is really sad. You know, and you yeah. can't you can't put that on yourself. So it was really interesting to see the feedback when I started to do sexier things and people would say like, "Oh, I used to really like you and now you're just you're just doing sexy stuff." And I was like, "Well, wait, I I just have bigger boobs. Literally, has nothing changed about my brain. You know, like I still love nerdy stuff. I still cosplay. I still like want to talk about things on the internet with you guys and like
1: And there's yeah. like a sexy aspect to I mean, yeah. your cosplay before your breast yeah, was right. very sexy. Yeah, it's,
2: yeah. So it was really, yeah. it was really interesting to me to see that. And then um, it was, you know, and also like there's some not not that they were close friends, but some like fringe friends. When they'd see me, they're like, "Wow, so you went like really big." <laughs> and then it, it just caught into this thing like, "Oh, this is going to be something people talk about a lot." How big I went, which Uh then I had to keep justifying. Oh, well, you know, I went in to justify my butt, which maybe you haven't noticed. It's also very large. (laughs) Let me show it to you. And then I felt like I have to defend myself and my choices, which is really an interesting thing to get into. Especially when it's someone who's like, you know, you figured is your friend or like your coworker, whoever it is, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just, it was a really a weird couple of months. And I also started to doubt myself because, you know, I, I started to see that a lot of my women followers weren't following me anymore and more men followers. And I'm like, ah, I'm not, I'm obviously in a relationship. I'm married. I'm not looking for guys, you know, am I doing the right thing? Um, I always thought women first enough. They're leaving me. Am I doing something wrong? Am Uh. I, am I a bad feminist? Am I, Am I not being here for girls, which is really what I wanted to do with YouTube is really um make a safe place for nerdy girls to like hang out and talk and also like if you wanna put on makeup, I'm not gonna judge you or or you know denounce your geek girl fandom or anything like that and I wondered like, what am I doing you know it was it was it was, yeah. it was scary and um and so it was it was just a really fascinating time to see how the world judges you. Because like, there's even a photo of me on Instagram still where I'm posed, I have pasties on, I'm wearing a corset, I'm in my underwear, and I don't have my implants. Not one of those comments have ever sexualized me. And I did wow, almost the same thing with, with my bigger boobs and it's just constantly like, wow. how can we hook up? You're making me this, you're doing this to me, sending me <sighs> DMs, and it was just really
0: like, I was like, wow, that is fascinating. It is. It yeah. is. It's like. It's like. Yeah. What is society we live in right now? Right. It was. It was. <laughs> it
2: really did. I like open my eyes to. To a totally different body type, you know, and what they must go through every day, you know. Something. It was just a really fascinating transition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have. I have two friends who've gone through breast reduction mm. who are born naturally, like with very large breasts, and mm. um. Yeah. It's. It's. I can't imagine when you're real young and you get those two and oh, you're like 14 and yeah. like that's gotta be rough.
2: One but. of my one of my first things when I realized that I was like, oh, men don't think me asexual as was, which this is really cre- creepy and gross, but whatever, this is life. In middle school, one of my friends, um, she developed much like really early. She was beautiful, this like tall, gorgeous. God, she was gorgeous. Even in, in in middle school, I remember being like, why don't I look like her? <laughs> um, and one day she was walking home from me, and she, we were talking about whatever. And she was like, yeah, don't you hate it when you're, like, walking down the street and all these guys whistle at you? It's so gross. and Or they, they pull over your car to talk to you and telling me all these, like, really casually, like, things that obviously I obviously go through because it's so normal for her. Mm-hmm. Not once had that ever happened to me, and I just kind of had to be like, "Yeah," because like I didn't want to make her feel weird, and then I also was like, "Is that a normal thing girls go through?" Like I don't want to be thought as I'm not. Yeah, so like, I'm what's weird. wrong with me? Right, like, why why aren't guys stalking me on right, the street? Exactly. So yeah. then I was just like, "Oh yeah, I hate it. it totally happens every day. <laughs> Crazy." So that that was that was the that was one of the first moments I realized like, "Oh, my body type is not not what people want," you know, hmm. and. And so then I was like, cool, something's wrong with me. Great. Yeah. And, you know, then you develop a conf- conflict with your own self-image and all that good stuff. So that was – and then now looking back at someone who has implants, I, like, I can't even imagine how strong my friend was in middle school to just be like, oh, yeah, that happens. And she wasn't crying about it because, god damn. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. At 14. Yeah. At 14 like 14 middle school. Yeah. Well, what? Totally.
0: Good old Roy Moore. Oh god, oh, god. <laughs> I mean,
2: that's conversation. Just, it's a
0: whole other episode. Jesus. I just can't even get over the Charlie Rose thing today. Oh, yeah. He was like one of my journalistic heroes when you're it's just hard when your heroes start falling and you're like yeah. is any single man in America not yeah. be disgusting towards women. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's, a, it's also a big day in the um, the anime community because one of the most uh, popular manga and anime artists was arrested for child <gasps> pornography. Whoa. So a lot of, we're having this conversation now in the the anime and comic book. What is his name? Um, I'm going to butcher his name because he's Japanese and I don't want to butcher it, but basically, he is the creator of Rurouni Kenshin, which is this hugely popular anime about um, a samurai warrior. And I grew up with it was really popular in the '90s. It's one of the first animes I've ever seen. Um, it really like made me get into the genre so to, to see to see someone. And he also has like brand new live action movies that are coming out. Oh fuck! That they're actually like they're really good, which is really disappointing. So now on Twitter, we're having all these conversations, cosplayers and you know, and other people that I follow on Twitter uh, that are big in the scene. We're all having these conversations today. Like, how do we deal with that? Like, do we stop? cosplaying these characters do we like how do you deal with something that you love but obviously you don't want to support this horrible thing you know it, it, like when do you separate creativity from the creator yeah, yeah. it's and a really hard that's question. I don't I don't know question. how to answer that yeah I obviously don't want to spend money and support his lifestyle anymore clearly right but also, the characters in the storyline are completely innocent. And he's, all, you know, it's, it's like, oh,
0: it's crazy. It's yeah. really complicated, yeah. I yeah. think. Sarah oh, Silverman's totally. monologue about Louis C.K. I thought mm-hmm. was, like, very powerful. I didn't see it. Um, it's, it's on her Hulu show, but it's also, like, floating around right now because she just did it, like, this week of talking about She's how She's great. Do I love her show. I Love her, yeah. Her yeah. new show is really cool. Um, but she talks about how do you deal with, like, somebody you love who's done something wrong. Basically. Yeah. 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 Um, It's hard though too. Because we love some of these men who have fallen from grace this month. And like we actually (laughs) talked about this a lot in Vermont Mm. at
1: ITV Fest. Oh, really? Yeah. Just like how there's a lot of gray area. Not necessarily. There is a lot of gray area. These men that are in the news are not in the gray area. They're in the wrong area. Yes. But there are degrees within like Louis C.K. That's. Gross and an abuse of power. Mm-hmm. It is different than child pornography. Yeah. it is different, different than, than rape. rape. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. like there are different. It's not great. It's no. shitty and it really sucks. Seriously, but it, there there are different degrees and it's hard to have nuanced conversations online. Mm. It's really hard. Yeah,
2: I had to. We were talking about it all late last night because you know the news broke in Tokyo, which is. Nighttime for us. And so I was really up late, like furiously tweeting and like trying to figure out how to have these discussions. And I eventually was like, I don't have an answer and I don't know what to say because I don't want it's just, it's really difficult. You know, I don't want to support this man ever for what he did. I'll never justify his things and I don't want to think like that I'm coming off like I'm justifying it. But also, his creation, his, his story really impacted my childhood. Yeah. It truly really did. And I don't want to, like, burn all his merchandise because that actually, like, meant something to me mm-hmm. growing yeah. up. Yeah. it's It sucks. Yeah. It's really hard. It's
1: really hard. I, I was thinking about this a lot today. Like, you know, all of this shit has made me reflect on myself and like, times where, you know, I've never, like, sexually assaulted anybody. But, like, times mm-hmm. where I've acted like a shitty person sure. or I've been an asshole. Like, I've certainly been an asshole. Oh, all of
0: us. And it's yeah. like, You're like not human if you don't. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like yeah. it's like you can be both. You can be both like mm-hmm. a good storyteller and an asshole. You can be both right. A great filmmaker and an asshole, but but when it becomes rapist, when it becomes child, pr- yeah, something changes in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I can eventually maybe come to a place where I I can get over the Louis stuff mm-hmm. if he can really make good on this and like. Turn things around and open up a better conversation,
0: but it's like such a tough conversation <sighs> in general because um I read uh because you know he got he got a lot of praise for owning what he has done because he was mm-hmm. like the first guy that kind of like owned it and um I read an article about why we can't forgive Lucy K and it's like mm-hmm. very it was very interesting it was written by a psychiatrist yeah. uh, which I am not a psychiatrist mm-hmm. but um it talked about like the degrees of like the the kind of like. Triggers that like lead you into worse behavior, huh. and unfortunately, like what he's doing, and Harvey Weinstein, the like uh, the masturbating in front of people is like what the, yeah, kind of like oh a gateway God. to like really really bad behavior, which yeah, is like it's fair. already bad behavior, but it's um, very bad behavior, but, yeah, like, to
1: worse behavior. But it's like
0: a le- I guess it's uh, according to this one psychiatrist, so I don't know who wrote the article, but um, it is like a ga- it's like a gateway to sex addiction, or it is yeah. like a level of sex addiction. It's like uh, definitely a person that is crying out for help and. Some mm. way, but sex addiction,
1: sex is different than rape. Rape isn't about sex; that's power. about power. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm talking particularly about masturbating but, in front of people. But <laughs> what a world! The so whole world will 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 eventually do the masturbating in front of people episode. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. So
1: I don't know. It's so <laughs> complicated. Yeah, it's just truly. really hard.
2: I, I mean, I'm I'm at least happy that these are things that are being told stories are being told like obviously that's so important and i am happy that it's not just hollywood now like we see we're seeing an overlap especially since i've come from a very nerdy geeky world i've seen it like there's been a couple um articles calling out certain people in dc comics um there i believe their editor-in-chief was recently replaced you know um So there's a lot lot of things that are happening in the nerd area that I'm really happy we're having these conversations. You know, it sucks. It's not fun.
0: But we we need to to do it. Yeah. 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 It has to happen. Even though we're in a developed world, and this is a a question specifically for you, Stephanie, like, I do feel like sex, sexuality, Mm -hmm. gender identity – being naked, all these things are like particularly repressed here. I partially yeah. grew up in Europe, where like you oh, okay. you go to the beach and you're you're, you're naked. Nude. It's fine. You yeah. change your clothes there. No nobody deal. cares. You're in elementary school. You change in front of the guys before you take swim swim lessons so that you learn wow. how to swim. It's like I just feel in America we're so afraid of so many things mm-hmm. that we suppress. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the work that you do, do you do you find that to be true? And is it also incredibly liberating by? Doing what you do every day? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's
2: it's difficult because, again, I grew up in Orange County. <laughs> that's going to be a theme how do you uh, feel about orange county really i don't I don't feel
0: great um, um behind yeah. the orange curtain yes, truly. and it and it's a it's a red county pr- yes. primarily yes. yes it's a conservative place it is. in the bastion of, of a very liberal place yes it's a
2: very strange place it is it's just incredible because it's so yeah i, I just grew up in a very conservative place and so all of that stuff was looked down upon. I definitely grew up with like, oh, people who take their clothes off are bad. That, you know, that was my mentality. They are bad people. And when I started making money as a, um, a art model, I was like, oh, I'm still a good person. And I'm also improving so many people's lives. I'm teaching them something. We're having great conversations. I'm having – I'm enjoying my life. I'm paying my bills. There's nothing bad about this. And that kind of just changed my whole life perspective, you know. And so now that I do this very openly online, it's constantly battling to prove myself as, like, oh, but I have a brain, you know. And, mm. and it, it sucks that I have to do that. But people who get me, like, understand that, you know. And it, it took me a long time to get that audience where, like, oh, Stephanie's sexy, she's a nude model, and she's funny and, like, has shit to say. And I am really proud of that. You know, and I'm proud that I've able to change so many people, especially women, even though you would think that most women get it. I've seen the most change in my the women who follow me online realize like, oh, she still like loves to cosplay. She's still like you know, is down to do like our nerd rant about this or that, um, whatever it is, or do a funny sketch video or with her friends or something like that. And she also gets nude, but like she's the same person. And I think that's kind of cool because there's not a lot of people where you see their change grow from like they're having a pretty big following and then they totally change what they're doing in between. And people have seen me go and change my content to more sexier content and see that I'm still the same person. Yeah. And if anything, I'm really thankful that people have kind of, you know, I mean, it should be obvious, obviously. You know, like we should all know that people, whether they're a hardcore porn actor or not, they have thoughts and feelings and, and know, are, fucking human are, are really human, yeah. but it's still hard for us to think about the sex industry that they're fully rounded people. And, you know, so I was pretty much OK with it. It was more of I was scared and how the reaction would be. And I was scared of the whole like once you go nude, your life is over type of, of stigma that really hasn't impacted me too much there are some brands that don't want to work with me because I do nude work and that's fine I'm I'm not here to be Walmart's spokesperson (laughs) like I'm okay with like big brands doing that sometimes it gets a little bit frustrating but I feel like that is just because that's the the world we live in and we have to just kind of prove ourselves and push past our boundaries as much as we can you know that's just the way unfortunately life is sometimes so Sometimes it can get frustrating, but other times I'm really thankful for what I do because I've seen so many people grow about their opinion about people who get naked online and see them more as a as a human, you know? And that's yeah. ultimately what I, I didn't intend to do that. Right. But I'm really I'm really glad that I'm kind of pushing this narrative of yeah. like hey, remember you followed me for because I'm funny or whatever. Yeah, you can also see my tits. It's cool. <laughs> like whatever you want, you know? <laughs> was was there any weirdness in your
1: family or hmm. Justin's family?
2: Um Justin's family has been great. Awesome. They've been really wonderful. And I've never gotten I mean if I also like don't go up to them and be like, hey, guess what? You don't just like fla- <laughs> I you don't do, just like don't, flash them. I don't <laughs> do things. Like, yeah, so I don't know how many family members of his family know that I do this, um, which is also fine. Try, like that's fine. Uh, my my family have been pretty supportive. Uh, my mom has always known that I wanted breast implants, so when I told her I was doing it, it was not shocking to her. Um, she's a very curvy lady. Actually, everyone in my family is curvy except for me. It was really, I don't know why I missed that jean boat, but whatever. Um, she thinks I went too big, so that's something she brings up a lot, but I think it also comes from the fact that she has very large natural breasts, and she has a lot of back issues, and it's really painful for her, and and I'm sure growing up it wasn't easy, Yeah. and so I think it comes from that kind of mentality, whereas my implants are really light, and I actually, I had back issues before because I'd wear these huge bras with like extra cups and extra padding and it was actually really difficult on my shoulders and now I don't have back pain because I don't need to wear it which is really weird. Yeah that's Um, interesting. Thank you implants saving my back. Yeah (laughs) but that was totally a weird side like side effect to it but my dad never talks to me about it. Mm -hmm. Fine great don't want to hear yeah so it's not that they're against it Would they prefer that I'm not doing nude stuff online? I'm sure. You know? Um, They come from a generation where that's completely, like, something different. But I just keep telling them, like, at the end of the day, this is paying my rent. This is allowing me to live my dream. Isn't that what you want for every child in the world? To, like, live their dream, Mm -hmm. do something that doesn't suck their soul and, like, Make them want to cry at night, or or spend you know twelve hours a a day with something you know with your coworkers you don't like you know what I mean like at least totally. I'm my own boss yeah you know um I I do content on my own time I work from home um I'm able to you know do do my job anywhere in the world yeah you know I am yeah. so like blessed and honored to that to do that and not a lot of people can yeah does that mean that I have to get nude sometimes cool like. I, I don't see that as a drawback but of course parents of a certain age see that as a, as a cheapening yourself you know mm-hmm. and part of my mission is to also help my family see that that I'm still the same person and they know that you know and I think it's still new to them and I think over time they'll eventually realize that like this is a really cool thing that our daughter is able to do and look at all the beautiful costumes that she's been able to create with this and you know, I work with um, I've worked with costume designers that have made custom, uh, you know, corsets and latex mm-hmm. designs and and really making these beautiful pieces. It's not just like underwears, you know, it, it's yeah. I, I, I use that money to make these elaborate costumes, you know, and they see that skill. They see that I'm still working in the art field. Yeah, you know it. It yeah, does absolutely. take time, so it yeah. is. Sometimes it's a mixed bag. Yeah, what can you do? You You're know?
0: a living work of art. Oh. <laughs> for real, for <laughs> real. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. yeah, totally, totally. Where do you also, s- for like oh. years, mm. n- I mean, Hugh Hefner and yeah. Larry Flint are like super problematic in from sure. a feminist standpoint, but simultaneously, from a journalistic standpoint, yeah. they have supported some of the best writers in the world by having like yeah. nude content. It's like. When you get to make amazing, amazing content, like but how like, you support it is. But the difference is like Stephanie. Is she's her, her own, own boss. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I was like, just gonna say like she's like dictating yeah. the angles, the also, way she wants to look. Can I also tell you? No
0: man is your boss. No, yeah, yeah. literally. I'm also the
2: breadwinner in our relationship. Yeah. yeah. So. Woo! Woo! <laughs> like we we've been able to make rent. Um, fun part of our wedding and all of our honeymoon on my income alone. I've never been able to do that in my life. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I've come from living with my parents until I was like 26 because who can move out? Um, And then working this like nine to five job with Justin, you know, waiting tables and us freaking out about how we're going to pay rent. Oh my God. To now we don't have to worry. You know, this is something that and Justin, um, he recently got a his appendix, his appendix taken out. It's crazy. We didn't have to worry during that time. You yeah. know, like, he could just take as much time off work yeah. and we'll just, I got me, you know, and yeah. we'll just yeah. do it and it's all good. So that is something that I never would have imagined in this landscape that totally. could be possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: wonderful. Yeah. And, like, bringing up those guys <laughs> who did re- revolutionize, like, <laughs> how we look at women and what we were reading. My point was, too, is, like, exactly what you're doing like you're 100% in charge like yeah. I'm, I'm wondering who is the next like female mogul to like replace them right. that we're seeing like women's bodies through the female gaze which ultimately mm-hmm. we are with you because you're your own boss right. yeah. you're, you're doing a women's body through a female gaze regardless right. because you're in charge like who like what would it look like the play boy was run by mm-hmm. a woman oh my God. a woman's female gaze all the time yeah. like it would be that'd be fantastic so fantastic yeah, yeah. interesting <laughs> yeah I yeah that. Anyway, I really loved your question about your last question. I'll let oh, you ask it. <laughs> what what is
1: what do you see for the future of Stephanie Michelle? Where will your fans oh God. find
2: you in ten Jesus. years? Jesus, that is a really difficult question. Um, I, it's it's hard to in this creative market expect what's going to shape what's hot. You know, like I said, I started off YouTube. Uh, when it was really hot to be on YouTube and it was doing really well, and then all of a sudden the website kind of broke. And so many careers were like either either you were going to keep doing it and and try to work past the, the ads not being on the website anymore or you figure out something else, you know? And it's I'm, I don't want to say that I'm going to be on Patreon because that is – who knows how long that's going to be around. They just raised a
0: crazy amount of money, those guys, though. They raised What'd something they like – they they did um they did like a big raise for as like many tech companies do and they raised something crazy I'll look it up while yeah. you keep talking yeah. so
2: basically what I would like to do is sorry I just took a I took no, a gummy
0: do. I, I got a little hungry
2: sorry guys no eat um, those gummies they're really good <laughs> <laughs> um so basically what I would love to do is I would love to like. So many things, but I think it would be nice to keep working around body positivity because a lot of my female fans talk about how they love that I'm so sexy and curvy because that was something they were told not to do and not love their body and hide it because it's so, when you have bigger boobs, it's like bad, you know, and you should not, you should hide them because you're going to be seen as very sexual. And for me and my brand, I embrace it. And I, I think I look great and I let people know that I think I look great and I don't think that's scary to love yourself and I don't think it's bad to get plastic surgery. So I think it would be wonderful to continue conversations about this with my female fans and talk about why we have so many hangups, especially about plastic surgery or curvier bodies or also like why having bigger aspects of yourself make it all of a sudden sexual, you know? Yeah. And I think the best way to do that is either writing a book about short stories, having um, a – because I definitely want to work in the creative field somehow. Um, I would also love to do, um, like, live events with Justin teaching girls how to do their own Patreon pages or teaching them how to be smart with marketing their bodies Mm -hmm. um, because that's something that we really had to learn – You know, I also, like, run my own print store. Like, I'm mailing out rewards. I'm, You know, you have to become your own business. You have to be good with taxes. You have to – that's all the crap that no one sees, you know. You have to monitor um, who gets what this month and, you know, all this crap that is a lot of brain stuff. Like, mental math crap that I'm not good at and I had to learn how to organize and spreadsheets. And I would really love to teach other girls how to be their own boss. And Mm – if they want to be sexy or be nude models, how to do it, that they can make the most amount of money, you know? Yeah. Because no one teaches you. We had to just learn, you yeah. know? And yeah. and we've learned so much. Like, there's some things I was like, oh, that was not good.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did,
2: should not do that. And and other, you know, and like when to hire help and, and all that stuff, how to deal with bad customer service. Yeah. Uh, how to, how to like you know sometimes I get sick, and when you 're sick and you work from home and your own your own boss and your own employee and all your content is based yeah. on you, what yeah. do you do yeah yeah, so you have to have like backup plans right. for that right um so I think in ten years, I would love to start like doing you know tours or, or or some kind of seminar where I teach other girls how to do it, be their own boss, handle the stress of um, getting negative comments online and uh-huh. You know things like that. Yeah, make it a positive, positive thing where I keep having these conversations about mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Yeah, Patreon raised Love sixty it. million dollars. Oh, for so pa- what? Just to exist because to they're exist. Patreon. So oh, Patreon's nice. not going anywhere. Oh, whoa. But I, as I googled that, I did find that they are as of October twenty seventeen starting to crack down on adult content. Have yeah. you been following this? And yes, is it at all? Like, does it worry you and your business or not really? Not really, because what it basically is, it says,
2: hey, we're not Pornhub. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not here. Like, I, I don't do any sex acts on my Patreon. Um, so I know some girls do. Yeah. Again, fine. It's just not for me. Um. So basically, anything that would be okay on Pornhub is not okay on Patreon, and they're they're mostly cracking down on um, people, making sure that their guidelines are about what porn is is very clear. Um, I don't know if they had an incident. I, I I'm just assuming that this is just for legal reasons. Basically, it says we don't want any bestiality, we don't want any child porn, which is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. You should yeah. you yeah. shouldn't want that. Good job, yeah, Patreon. <laughs> so it's like you know. And we don't want any, like, non-consensual, like, you know, very violent stuff. Um, So that – all that is great for me. Like, I'm very thankful that they did that guideline. When they first launched the guideline, it was a little bit scary because they didn't directly tell every Patreon member, like, oh, by the way, we're changing our terms of service about sexual content. Bye. Mm -hmm. Like, that got got a little scary, but then you learn what that meant. And so I think ultimately you just got to – you just got to know that being a nude model, unfortunately, sometimes the world is against you and you yeah. just, you got to push through it and show them that like, oh, the woman's body is actually beautiful and I'm allowed to exist and I'm allowed to like think that I'm beautiful and I'm allowed to show it off. Well, it's like, it's like,
1: it's totally fine for, to look at those yeah. images, yeah,
0: but to be the one that creates exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like seriously, thank goodness for a platform existing where yes. you get paid for the art that you create. Exactly. Yes, you should get I'm paid. I'm so for that. thankful yeah. for
2: that, and it's been wonderful for any type of art on there. I don't want to think that I don't want people to think it's just a, a nude thing. There's artists that I follow. There's a writer that like writes wonderful fan fiction about the nerdiest oh, cool. shit oh, that I fun. love, and I I love supporting these types of creators where you know someone who writes about like. Fan fiction of, of popular anime characters, they would never get paid for that. That's not something that people pay for. Although there's for. a huge audience there's for huge it, right? There's a huge audience. Yeah. Yeah. And now, finally, like, my it made me cry because this this person that I, I pledged to, they messaged me saying, because of your donation, I met my goal and I can move out of my house. And, wow. And that was mind-blowing to me that now I supported this young writer who's yeah. able to now have their own apartment. Yeah. With just, just my one donation just pushed it over their edge. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's amazing we live in this time
0: where we yeah. can do that with any type of art. It yeah. is cool. It is very cool. Yeah. Net neutrality forever. Oh, yes. Please do <gasps> all fuck the things. You, fuck you, Donald Trump administration. Fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> um, this has been so fun. This has been awesome. Yes. yes. Where yes. can people find you and find your work? I took another gummy. I'm sorry. It's good. Uh,
2: you can find me... Um, anywhere on the web, on Twitter I'm at just the letter O. Oh my Stephanie. On Instagram it's just the letter O. My Stephanie Michelle. That's my name. Mm-hmm. And then on Patreon it's Patreon.com backslash Stephanie Michelle. And I have non-nude and not um very safe for work activity like things that you can support me as well as not safe for work so it's whatever you please and your shop has so much fun stuff like body pillows yes.
1: and like fun sexy images Yes. Nice.
2: yes. I, I also promote my shops on there but that's a whole like you can just find me and I'll just l- tweet out all my shop links where I have mm-hmm. body pillows and prints and all that kind of fun stuff
0: very cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yay. You've been Fun. listening to Welcome to the Clambake. Oh, that's true. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Patreon. Oh yeah, Woo! we have two dollars a month. We earn. we have two dollars. Yeah. yeah. So we just started it. We're learning how to use it, but we're but we're uh, on there. Full
1: disclosure: we have I'm I'm <laughs> running a crowdfunding campaign right now, so we haven't put a lot into yeah. our Patreon. Eventually, just we'll figure yet. It. we'll figure it out. But we're there. <laughs> we're you there. Can find us there. So you know, if you want to join. If you want to keep clambake lights on, yeah. <laughs> but mostly, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. That's the yeah. Biggest find thing us,
0: for us on Apple Podcasts and give us a little shout out. Write and us we'll a little review. Rate it on the podcast. Yeah, and also we have like really cool stuff coming up. Like we're going to start an advice segment with with <gasps> oh, Aunt yeah, Barb. Do you remember Aunt
1: Barb from episode three about anxiety? Yeah. We're going to start doing Aunt Barb's advice corner, and we're she's so going to answer all your it. questions. So if you have a question for Barbara Jean Weiss Tester.
0: Go ahead and reach out. You want to ask it. It's coming. We read it. It's coming. More product reviews are coming. Oh. Tell us what you want us to review. In the meantime, leave us that Apple podcast review. We love you, clams. Thank you for listening. Okay. Thanks. Well. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Welcome to the clam bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of vaginas talking.